0: welcome to the latin wealth podcast a podcast dedicated to educating the latino community about entrepreneurship investing and business yo what's going on latin wealth family welcome to another episode to wealth wednesday a weekly show where we come on here and we talk about things that are going on in the world that pertains to the latino community And this is created by two Latinos. And I'm super excited to get into today's episode because we got a special episode that we want to hit on today. And so a little bit about today's episode is, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I love traveling. Jeremiah has done a lot of traveling and will continue to do a lot of traveling. Right. So with that being said, my wife and I are actually currently in the beautiful country of panama and so on this episode not only do we want to talk about how great the country is but why it's so important to the world right so we're going to give you guys a little little history lesson and give you guys some facts about panama that uh i mean man we were just talking before we hit record and it's it's one of those countries that's extremely important to the world and it may not be something that people know very much about right so uh, with that being said, my brother Jeremiah, how you doing today, bro? I'm
1: doing good, bro. Uh, happy that you guys had landed. Happy that everything is going well. Obviously, with you traveling and stuff like that, man, and you're having a great time. So I'm good. I think this is going to be super informative today.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, so first off, thank you for that. Um, first time in Panama. Love it. Highly recommend it. Uh, one of the most developed countries in Central America. Without a doubt, I mean, I was telling Jeremiah, you're driving into the city and it looks like you're driving into Miami or you're driving into New York. They got the skyscrapers. They got the beautiful buildings. They got the great food, hot weather. And it's dope because they got a little bit of everything for somebody, right? If you want the, the skyrise view over the water, the monitor look, they got that. If you want the old town vibe, you go to Casa Viejo. And you get like the local feel as well. So uh, I know you've been as well when you were younger. I mean, I just, we had a great time out there. I got, I actually got my Panama soccer jersey on right now. So fun, fun fact, what I try to do in every country I go to, I try to pick up a local soccer jersey, you know what I'm saying, just to collect them. But um, yeah, I know you've been, talk to us about your, your experience being in Panama.
1: Uh, Panama was beautiful just the actual coastal cities um it's a i guess you could say it's almost on a not a peninsula it's an isthmus, right because central Mary's a little piece of strip but beautiful on both sides um and panama city itself is super active mm-hmm. super vibrant right um i enjoyed this is a while back but nightlife yeah. was great um the food is phenomenal Phenomenal. yep and i was just really surprised by like a, the amount of financial centers and financial businesses and things that have um, not headquarters but have hubs there mm-hmm. in panama you know um, transportation logistical companies and so a financial hub for sure so that was surprising but yeah
0: yeah love it love it yeah. so let's let's dive into it let's talk about what panama is globally known for right so if you guys don't know if you're living under a rock the panama canal which is what Panama is known for, a revolutionized international trade by making it easier, quicker for cargo ships to travel through from pretty much the Atlantic Ocean, Caribbean into the Pacific Ocean, right? So just a little history about it. In the 19th century, the French tried to build the Panama Canal. Uh, they tried for, I think it was, I think, eight to ten years or something like that and they failed bad it just was dark times a lot of people passed away unfortunately i think they said up to twenty thousand people passed away during that time and it was also the results of bad engineering so when you look at the strip of land that they were trying to carve out their mentality was they're just trying to go in there like a piece of cake and cut out a slice of the land and just lift it up and um, uh, that did not work at all. ended up, like I said, it ended up killing a lot of people. a lot of people got sick. um so the u.s seen this and they wanted to build a more efficient passage um that will help again, from getting people from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean. And really, uh, maybe Jeremiah, you can hit on this, but their way of engineering is was pretty genius and I mean, it was it was like, They were ahead of their time for when they created this canal but before they were able to do that um they were panama was the republic of colombia so Mm -hmm. at this time colombia wasn't allowing anybody to build on that land so long story short the u.s had to help panama gain its independence which they gained their independence in 1903 and then in 1904 panama gave the u.s control of a 10-mile piece of land where they can start building the canal. Um, and then uh, we'll jump back into it. But the U.S. basically owned this territory u- until about 1999, where it was given back to Panama. So very interesting stuff. Like, he's, like we were talking about, Panama is extremely important because if you think about just for the folks that were in the Atlantic Ocean, if you think of like pa- Spain or Portugal, if they wanted to get their cargo ships to the other side of America, or to even uh, Japan or China or something like that, they would either have to go all the way under um, South America, or they would have to try to navigate their way through Antarctica, right? Those are the only two routes, but with the canal, it created a shortcut, so people can just cut right through and go um, either either way from west to east.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, I mean, you have to think about 1900s, the technology and what was around back then. But in order to do this, um I mean they were dealing with social economic things and, and environmental aspects as well. Like you said the French most of them died from malaria. Then it was bad engineering, right? They and then they couldn't get the parts, they couldn't they couldn't get pieces logistically. It was bad. It was just a horrible timing. Um but then when you build it, you know, it, it still takes time and it takes ingenuity, which America had because they had the best engineers. And so they actually sat back and strategically thought about how to shore up the land, how they would actually raise it and move the water, the volume of water. Like it took a whole bunch of actual thinking. So they had several different type of engineers and thought processes. Um, and then, you know, it was successful. Took, yeah. took years, though. Took Definitely. 12 years.
0: Yeah, took a long time
1: yeah that's a long time to build something man it's that's rough you know and then but to see it and then see it to be like see it be successful and then bringing cultures together Mm -hmm. because like you said you got china japan um all of the the oceana countries you know which is australia fiji all those different you know polynesian all of that is separated from the other side Mm -hmm. Um, And then also from the Caribbean islands and stuff like that, because Caribbean islands were great for um, a source for spice, sugar cane, right, which sugar was almost like like gold back in the day. Mm -hmm. So it's multiple factors of things and reasons why you would want to be able to connect the two, the trade route, you know, and in America controlling that, um, what do they call it, the canal zone. That's a that's super lucrative. I was just thinking about that. Chris, like think about somebody like it's a little strip of land, but that strip of land generates the revenue, like the GDP of some small countries. Like just, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100 percent. Like that's that's wild to me. Like you and then you said that they they convinced Panama to separate from Colombia to become independent. Like there's so much going on just to get that strip of land. Yeah. That's just wild.
0: No, it is wild. And I will say, I, ha- I mean, come on, we have to give it up to USA for creating, I mean, the engineering, if you maybe sure. will post a video over this video, if you're watching it on YouTube, but I would encourage you to go look at how the Panama Canal actually works. Right? You would think that, again, the French just try to come in here and just cut out a piece of land like a piece of cake. But it doesn't work like that. Because you cut it out, you cut out any piece of land water's just going to come rushing in. Right. So you have to find a way to balance that um, when ships are passing through. So I would highly recommend that you guys go check out a video, a full video on that, or we'll put a video here in this podcast. But yeah, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, look, to be honest, USA, they knew what they were doing. They yeah, knew they that it was right below, you know, their country. They can get things a lot. Uh, they can get things over a lot quicker. They, they knew yeah. they were going to make a lot of money from it. They, had, they held it up until 1999. Yeah. You, you said it took about 12 years to make. So you're talking about uh, maybe 1916, 1915 it was completed. They yeah. held it all the way until 1999. They knew what they were doing with that.
1: Yeah, and you generated tons of money and you controlled it basically. And so people said, well, they just controlled the canal. But Panama is the Panama Canal. And so America essentially owned Panama. That's I mean, they had their own things that were going on, but America was so prevalent in Panama until they basically own Panama. You know,
0: one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, when you when you come here to Panama, the main currency is the U.S. dollar. U.S. dollar. Um, their their coin, the coins that they use are as their local Panamanian coins, I believe. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Panamanian Something. coin. Or the yeah, in some in, in in a lot of places. Yeah, but Panama City um, you're gonna find some quarter. It's it's just like
0: it's it, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's all US dollar, everybody using the US dollar out there. So um pretty incredible, you know, just being out there and just kind of like touching the city, walking around, it's you know, it's not something that you really learn about, I mean, in, in school at all. So to come down here and travel and learn about, you know, um this country in Central America was phenomenal. It's crazy because You know, there's so many people passing through that. I was talking to a local. He's like, yeah, a lot of people, they're always passing through from different countries, they just end up staying here. Yep. So I remember going to a local store every single morning. I I wake up, I go downstairs and I go get me some water and some fruit or whatever. And the dude that owns the shop is a Chinese dude, but speaks phenomenal English. Like talking about buenos dias papi. And I'm yeah. like <laughs> dude is Asian you know what I'm saying yeah. and it's incredible, yeah. you know what I'm saying you see that everywhere people you know they may look American, but you hear them speak and their Spanish is just immaculate so you're like they yeah. you know where are you from you know but right. the point is is like you know people are passing through all the time and you know people stay there people continue with their journey so um yeah it it, it was it's was pretty trippy to see honestly
1: yeah you see a lot of that um workers that were working to build the help build the canal and then their families just stayed there for generations it's weird you said that because like I was thinking about in Puerto Rico it's the same way um Mm -hmm. you go to the to the Chinese food spots or whatever and they're Chinese but they speak Spanish just like a Puerto Rican yeah Yeah, you know it'll blow your mind but yeah I mean it's it's the culture is mixed in that place and then the canal just did so much for the economy um even outside of the zone but just did so much to bring different type of cultures then you had the, when the cultures fused together right Panama is kind of like a melting pot in Central America it's hard to find that much diversity anywhere else um, in that region
0: 100 percent. when you're speaking about culture when you're speaking about people that built the Panama Canal a lot of people came from Jamaica and yeah. different islands and whatnot yeah. and something that they brought as well to Panama was reggae dancehall music, right? So the importance of Panama doesn't just end with the Panama Canal. They're they're known for that, but their music, their people, the people are phenomenal out there, great people, um, beautiful people inside and out. Um, their food is great, but also culturally their music as well. So transitioning a little bit, something else that they're known for is there's been a long arguments of it of the birthplace of reggaeton. Well it
1: let's yeah. talk about it. Uh, so let's say it like this. Panama initiated with reggae in Espanol. Yes. Right? So reggae and Espanol is is a a variation of reggae and dance hall, right? Um El General. You know, you had other people that kind of did, and they kind of, and mm-hmm. so they say that was the initiation of reggaeton because when you, in Puerto Rico, it was obviously underground and things. Mm-hmm. And when you hear the initial old, like playero and stuff like that in Puerto Rico, the, the, the very original um reggaeton, they're singing it like reggae. And it's to the same, to a same beat. Mm-hmm. They call it the dimbo beat. It's to that same beat, right? That you're making beat. Yeah, and exactly. so they say it actually started in Panama, but Panama started reggae. Yeah, and Espanol. What they say, well, we started, and, and I'll I give them credit. Yeah, you you yeah. you initiated it. Um, but Puerto Rico obviously took it, made it something completely yeah. their own, you know. So,
0: so here's my yeah. thoughts. Here's, here's my thoughts about it. So, um, all three countries have a huge play in making a reggaeton. Panama, um, Jamaica, and Puerto Rico. All okay. three of them, right? Okay. So, essentially from the research I was doing is when people from Jamaica went to Panama, uh-huh. um, they were singing the reggae dance hall music, but nobody right. could really understand them. So that's right. where, like you said, they switched it into speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, and from our understandings, Puerto Ricans picked up on it. And not only did they, they pick up on the reggae and the Spanish influence, but they also added like the hip hop, aspect to it as well which i
1: think is a big component of it mm-hmm. i think yeah i mean and, and everybody's gonna have different it depends on where you're from right because you know um there'll be Puerto Ricans from New York that listen to reggaeton now or whatever right but they really went into it then they were into hip-hop so they'll say Vico C was more what they list like there's all these different plays off of it um i and I, i've never heard Jamaican say that they other than the beat, right, like yeah. the the drum pattern, yeah. but I've never heard Jamaican say that's their music. Like I, I and I got Jamaican friends. I've never no, heard for that. Sure. But Panamanians and us, it's like yeah. this big thing. Like they're like, no, we started it. And I mean, you know, I I have to admit they did start reggae in Español. So it, that and and it's it's the progression, right? Let's be honest. It's kind of like um, how do you say it? Okay, let's make this relatable to some people. Right, there is hip hop. Right, there's hip hop that would initially start in the late 70s in the Bronx, right? Sugar Hill Gang stuff like that. There was that, right? And we know what it was. It moved into the early 80s, right? And then you, you transformed in late 90s, early 2000s, and you start hearing Jeezy stuff like that. That was trap music, mm-hmm. TI, right? Mm-hmm. So then it a subgenre, right? which was trap, mm-hmm. it's the right, and now there's There's uh drill music, drill music West
0: Coast Bay Area,
1: right? So there's all these different subgenres of the original. Mm -hmm. Well, like if we just say the original was, uh, rey en espanol, but I get no. It's just a a child of that, right? Mm -hmm. But it, but it, it's its own thing Mm -hmm. for sure. And so while I'll say that probably Panama didn't directly create it because they didn't, but they, they definitely without reggae in espanol then you won't have you wouldn't have reggaeton so that yeah, that's true 100%. yeah it's 100%. a childhood it.
0: so yeah i mean to, to to bring it back to the top again you know panama is known for the 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 panama canal but also for their cultural influence as well and you see it like when i went out there uh i mentioned to you casa viejo mm-hmm. reminds me of viejo san juan like very yeah. similar you know what i'm yeah. saying um the, the people you know the food similar food you know obviously there's some differences and whatnot but um it's pretty crazy to see how you travel around different countries and you see how much we're alike more than we are different
1: for sure for sure the caribbean culture is definitely strong in panama yeah yeah and like you said the food the the ideal um even if you listen to the dialect, the Spanish that they speak is very similar to us in the Caribbean, because we all have a different way we speak. Right. So, yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, we're definitely all in a family. It's like cousins.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so Panama, very important to not only Central America, the United States, but to the world in general, the world economy without the Panama canal, we would still be traveling. You know long distances, and you know you can see. And I actually was actually doing some research, and I seen once they created the Panama Canal, um, Argentina's economy took just yeah. tanked a little bit. Well, not yeah. even a little bit, a lot, because yeah. the ships were ever going, um, you know, around Argentina and Chile and all that Chile as well, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So they they took a hit with their economy, but. Um, it, it's pretty incredible to see, you know, it, it, it's almost fascinating to see, like, if it was not there, how would it be like, how would we be traveling around? Right. You know, and
1: I mean, and- I'll be honest. So it's a it's a give and take. This is my opinion. It's a give and take. So if the Panama Canal never would have worked, then we would have had to develop logistically to use bigger planes. Hmm. That's what would end up happening, because you couldn't stay not moving freight right across that range you just would have created much bigger planes we don't we don't need that right i mean it's less pollution you probably have less pollution because of the Panama canal so to look at like sustainability of the earth and things this is like really just thinking it out loud. yeah but One you would and all that in. yeah i mean because if it wouldn't have happened we still would be moving around stuff we would have just had to do it in a different way we still would have moved stuff we just would have had to do it differently
0: It's interesting that you said airplanes, we would have had to build bigger airplanes. Bigger planes.
1: Yeah. For freight. And then that would have, you know, polluted, you know, if you're into something like I don't believe in all that. I mean, it's obvious people, more people with more pollution. So it would have been it just would have been different. And so in a way, it advanced us, obviously, for that time, but then it also holds you back because we still use the Panama Canal today. We might have had new planes or something like that so it's it's, that's what i mean like it's kind of a give and take but obviously back then right when it was brought in it was it was revolutionary
0: hey i'll say this i mean no that's that's very interesting that you say that but i mean obviously it's efficient for us enough that we're not building the planes now right
1: well i i think we're just comfortable i think it's something and then it's it's a part of an economy right it's like <laughs> that's kind of like the war on drugs you remove all the drugs then mm-hmm. people lose jobs so yeah, that's that's yeah. that's kind of you know but I think it was just something that we built into our economy mm-hmm. we built around it and it's been something now that we're comfortable with so we'll see but I mean it, it there's no point to change now it's not broken yeah. so yeah 100
0: love it anything else about Panama. Before we had here, like we said, we wanted to come in here and give you guys some background we, information. Yeah, we didn't ahead. even touch
1: on like the real stuff. There's a whole oh, yeah. different.
0: I mean, we can, whole side. Yeah, I mean, th- look, we yeah. we can only talk about so much within thirty minutes. Like, even, there's right. documentaries about there the Panama Canal and like in itself, but I mean, right. I mean, give us like two of those points that you want to hit on real quick.
1: No, no, I wasn't even talking about the canal. I was talking about Panama itself. There yeah, it's a whole,
0: let's, let's do it.
1: Uh, um, Just like the Nicaraguan Contra era, which was mm-hmm. the late 70s, early 80s, with the American government and utilizing Panama to try to um, basically, basically train mm-hmm. um, the Contras, which were fighting in Nicaragua mm-hmm. in that war that we were fighting there. And then Panama, Manuel Noriega taking over in Panama. It's like, it's a whole, mm-hmm. it's a deep thing. It's a whole yeah. thing. Like trafficking drugs. If anyone if anyone's seen Snowfall, then they know where I'm where I'm headed. That that show is essentially that whole era, like what was happening in Central America and then you know how America's involvement and all that.
0: You said snowfall? Snowfall. Okay, I have to check that out. I, I mean I've heard of it, but I haven't been...
1: Yeah. No, yeah. If you watch that show, if anyone has ever watched Snowfall, you know exactly what it is that I'm talking about with Franklin. Like that's that's what I mean. It's much deeper than that. America played a role in shaping that entire region. Um, Colombia as well with the drugs and, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot there and, mm. and uh, Panama pays a big place in it because of Manuel Noriega. So that's something to look up. That's what I would say.
0: hundred percent. I mean, each one of these topics that we brought up, we can probably do an hour episode on.
1: For sure. For
0: you know sure. what I'm saying? So very interesting stuff anything else before we head out of here you know again we wanted to give you guys an overview of you know the importance of panama i mean obviously you can go down a rabbit hole and explore different things that jeremiah was talking about from the music from you know how you know america helped shape central america and colombia as you're saying and whatnot but um anything else before we had here
1: no other than the travel to panama and experience the you know, the beauty for yourself is it'll probably become one of your favorite places to visit.
0: 100%. And with that being said, it's the Latin Walls family. Go ahead and share this episode with one other person that needs to hear this information. And we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.